0: All right, we are live with an emergency podcast. Uh it is day one of free agency. Uh free agency hasn't officially started yet, uh, but it's already rolling. Uh tons and tons of deals out there. And of course, uh big news for the Patriots. Uh, of course, doesn't have all the Patriots, but uh not good for the Patriots, but bad for the Patriots. JC Jackson is signing a five year, eighty two and a half million dollar contract with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh And Keegan, me and you were talking about it off air. I've been very vocal about this since the beginning. They F this up big time, uh, like big time. And he's not even getting uh, this to me. This contract to me is something that they should have been able to match easily.
1: Yeah. I mean, so we've been through it enough times where you got to wait like a half hour to see everything come out, you know, guarantees, how much they're getting in the first few years, whatever. Um, So my initial thoughts on it were they absolutely could have afforded that. Uh, they chose not to. Waiting for everything to come out, I still feel that way in the end. Um, 40 million guaranteed. I, I think it's 28 in year one, which is an ass load of money. Um, hmm. I would assume, you know, down to brass tax. his decision making process was how much money can I get right now? He was on an undrafted free agent salary, you know, right. throughout three years. He got. What was it? Six million dollars this this past year to play. He was he was on the, the tender. I think I think less
0: um, actually. There's yeah, so and it's and four
1: million for a wide receiver. I would assume it's right around there for a cornerback. So yeah, um, I, I would assume his thought process was let me get as much money as possible in year year one for the Patriots. I know they wouldn't have gone twenty eight in year one, but if you think at Evan Lazar reported that that they offered seventeen per. Who knows how many years that was for, but $17 million per. They gave Stephon Gilmore $40 million guaranteed in his contract. That was over the course of five years. It was $565. Um, no matter how you splice it, I mean, we're kind of talking in circles because it is so new, but no matter how you you divvy things up, they could have afforded to keep him. Um, it was just a, a matter of they made the decision. They didn't think he was going to be worth that amount of money in year one and two. Um, it's, so he got the the quick money and, and overall, obviously 85, 82 and a half isn't anything to to sneeze at, but
0: right. Um, right.
1: You know, I believe they could have afforded him. I don't know about you.
0: No, hundred percent. And again, it's, it, it brings me back to the biggest thing for me is that, you know, walking out of the 2020, 2019 season, Tom Brady leaves you that off season. You're walking into 2020 with, you know, up until June 28th or June 27th, Jared Stidham's your starting quarterback, right? Like, you're going to stink. You know you're going to stink. Like, we're we're in rebuild mode. You just had the defensive player of the year. You, you know, you have Stefan Gilmore coming off defensive player of the year. He wants more money. Guess what? You gave him money from the 2021 season for Gilmore to give him a pay bump in 2020. JC Jackson's contract is running out at the end of 2020. He's a restricted free agent. You know this is coming. You know what's happening. You know you're going to stink in 2020. So what do you do? Nothing. You just sit there and, eh, we're fine. You know what we should do? Not only are we going to not make a decision on the cornerbacks, we're going to give Joe Tooney the franchise tag. That that sounds like a good plan. That's great. Let's give Joe Tooney the freaking franchise tag so that he walks in 2021 and we get absolutely nothing back for him because we spend a ridiculous amount in free agency. So Tooney leaves for nothing. Great, good plan, solid plan all around. And then now Jackson and and Gilmore have walked. And again, assuming you don't sign a big-name free agent, which they probably won't, but they might. Assuming you don't sign a big-time free agent, you get a third-round pick in 2023 and a sixth-round pick in 2023 total for Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson. And that is just completely 100% unacceptable. And listen— uh, you know, people. I mean, oh, they'll be fine. Belichick will figure. It out. I don't care if he figures it out. Maybe he will figure it out. I I still think they'll be fine. Defensively, they'll be okay. They're not going to be like this. Isn't you know? They're they're not going to go six and eleven this year and be terrible. That's not going to happen. They're going to be fine. But it's that's not good enough. Like you had these assets and you blew it. You had all this opportunity to to make all this get assets back for these guys, and you did nothing with it. And you saw it coming. It's not like it snuck up on you. For two years, you've done nothing about it. And now it's going back to bite you in the ass. And it's just completely unacceptable.
1: Yeah, I I tweeted, you know, they mismanaged the entire Gilmore-Jackson situation. You, I mean, you just touched on it completely there. So I, I believe they mismanaged it. You obviously believe they mismanaged it. And people are a little – I think people right now, as he's on his way out the door, they're a little sensitive to that where – Bill can't do anything wrong. You know, we've all heard it, but the right. fact of the matter is if you continue to bring people in, no matter what you bring them in for, a big money deal like Gilmore came in for or undrafted free agent with a ton to prove, um, and, and let's let's say this. JC Jackson wasn't some bum that they signed. The reason he was an undrafted free agent was because he had off-the-field issues. He was a second-round right. pick. It's just no one wanted would touch him with the 10-foot pole guy they didn't like they weren't the, they didn't see the vision everybody else knew he was going to be a good football player as whether or not he could stay out of trouble so he did he deserves the money that he got he's played tremendously but people are a little bit sensitive to the fact that you know bill can't do anything wrong but like i was saying whether you bring somebody in for a big money deal like gilmore you get an undrafted free agent like jackson you can't continue to squeeze them for everything they're worth and then let them walk I feel like it, right. it's a much worse – we talked about how Belichick used to have the better a year too early than too late mentality where Richard Seymour, he traded, he let Vince Wilfork walk, you know, down the list, tons of people. I think this is so much worse than that where it's like I'm going to get everything I can out of this player and then I'm just going to let him leave and I'm going to get the bare minimum for them that that I'm allowed to get, which is the third-round pick that they might get. Who knows if they go and sign somebody and nullify that. But I think it's just such a bad precedent to set where it's like, you know, we're going to bring you in. We're going to get everything we can get out of you. And then you're on your own. You can kind of figure it out from there. Uh, I just don't think it's a great look. That's a personal view on the situation. But that's how I come out of this stuff where it's like, what, what does that say to the players that you're bringing in? I know they don't care about the fans, but what does that say to the fan base? Right. What does it say to your coaches the the players on your team? Like I just, it's a bad look. I don't think it's a good look that, and that's in the, in the long run, no one cares my opinion on that. I just, I felt that was, that needed to be said. Cause it's just, it's tough. I
0: it's think, I look. think no, you're hundred percent right. The Seymour situation is a great example. Like Seymour is a great player. All of fame, hall of a hall of fame player, obviously. Right. Like he's a hall of famer and deservedly. So, but you know, they traded him for a first round pick. Now, that first round pick ended up being Nate Solder. He's your starting left tackle for two Super Bowl runs, right? And, you know, he started at right tackle and played in another Super Bowl as a rookie in 2011. So, you know, you start, you start, you look at it and say, like, hey, they got something back for him. Now, Nate Solder, of course, of course, like, you know, not the best player since he's left here, but he was good and productive here while he was here. Malcolm Butler is an interesting situation, but the Butler situation is very different because. They're trying to win a championship still, right? They played in three straight Super Bowls. They won in 16. They went back in 17 with Butler on the team. And, of course, things disintegrated at the end of the year. But, you know, they're trying to win a championship. They weren't trying to win a championship two years ago. They weren't. Like, they, like that. that's what frustrates me the most. 2020 should have been this rebuild year, and instead it wasn't. It was a reset year, which is fine. But you should have gotten stuff. You should have gotten something back for Gilmore. You should have gotten some or choose between one of the two. Choose between them. And then last offseason, instead of signing him to an RFA deal, say, hey, we're going to give you the big money now. JC, we're going to pay you this this offseason. And then pay him. And now you have him locked up, you know? And, and instead they just they let it go to the carpet. And that's so frustrating. And like you said, I I'm in favor of the of the you know year too early as opposed to year too late type of type of approach. Certainly when you look at it compared to this, like at yeah. some point you can't, you know, it's one thing I don't mind letting guys play to the end of their contract. Hey, let them play at the end of their contract. They've done it a hundred times with McCourty and with Hightower and with other guys. Hey, listen, we love you. We appreciate you go out and see what you can get. And then we'll give you something, you know, come back to us at the end of it. That's not what happened here with JC Jackson. I mean, Evan Zark can report whatever he wants about $17 million a year. There's no shot. that they they offered him $17 million a year. There's no chance. Because if they had, this offer gets made, they would have at least been in the ballpark for this offer. This offer is $16.5 million a year. $16.5 a year. That's less than $17 a year, for those of you that aren't good at math. It is Pi Day, by the way. But, like, yeah, I'm sure there's more guaranteed money here. But they could have, you know they could have figured things out if they really wanted to keep them. And ultimately they just didn't want to right now, whether that's a good decision or a bad decision, my dad's like, Oh, he played like crap in the Texans game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like what? Yeah. You know, good I, I, players.
1: Good players aren't allowed to have bad games.
0: So, right. And, and that's, you know, and I said things, you know, Oh, he got beat by Evans. I think one Mike Evans one time skied over him and I'm like, Oh, maybe he's not the number, but it's like, no, he gets beat. And then, you know, the, the Ted uh, Ninkovic was talking about, oh, you know, he gets a lot of interceptions because they throw his way. Most number one corners, they don't throw at him. And I'm like, what are we even talking about? So you're saying that they're throwing at him instead of Jalen Mills. That's why he got interceptions? Like, what the hell are we even discussing here? It just makes no sense.
1: Yeah, the the I think the annoying thing about kind of the whirlwind of reports that, com- that have come out the past week that are going to come out, it's that they're conflicting, and it's like – Right. You know, obviously somebody's not telling the truth here where one, one person reports. I don't want to name names because that's not what we're here to do. One person reports that they they offered him a good chunk of change. Another person reports that they didn't even want him on the team. They were right. sick of his attitude. They were, It's like, all right, so who's who's making shit up and who's, you know, who's embellishing, right. I would say. Because I don't think right. either side's right. I think no. they wanted to maximize. I If I were willing to bet, Bill Belichick had a number in mind. This is what this player is worth. If he wants more, I'm not going to give it to him. I'm going to let him walk. That's how he operates. Personally, do I agree with it? No, but the guys won eight Super Bowls, nine Super Bowls, whatever. Right, is. right. Who am I to yeah. tell him how to do business? So yeah. that's where we stand on things. Uh, I did want to circle back. You said earlier, um, it, basically it was kind of shit or get off the pot situation where you've got a player in, in 2021 where – J.C. Jackson was ascending at that point. He had had one good year as a number two cornerback. You're halfway through that year, and at the trade deadline, you don't do anything. You keep Gilmore. You keep J.C. Jackson. Within two year or within a year and a half, they're both gone. So, right. my opinion is, in 2020, when Bill Belichick says this is a reset year, you said it. Those were his exact words. He said it. Um, you know, wherever he said it, he said. 2020 was a reset year for us. Now we're willing to spend more money. This was last year when they spent a ton in free agency. If 2020 was a reset year and you had two players who – I don't like to call players assets because they're humans, but that's what they are in the NFL as a business. They're an asset. Right. You have two assets there, and you do nothing to, to get anything for them. You got a six-round pick for Stefan Gilmore, and then we have to wait and see if they get anything for J.C. Jackson depending on what they do in free agency. I would assume they're going to get something for him because they don't have the money to spend big on a free agent. So why in a year where you are admitting that you're not competing for a Super Bowl, that you're trying to get better for the future, do you not maximize on the assets that you have on your roster? I don't understand that. And that's where it comes back to shit or get off the pot. You have a decision to make. You've got to make the right decision. It's so important for the future of the franchise, and they made the wrong decision.
0: Right. Yeah. And really they made no decision, right? Like that's, that's really what it comes down to is that they made the wrong move by not choosing. Right. They just said, Oh no, we'll, we'll just let things play out. And then Gilmore, which we all knew Gilmore wasn't playing for seven and a half million dollars. Everyone in the world knew that. And they said, ah, he'll be fine. He'll come and play. And he's like, Oh no, my hamstring still hurts. Oh, my quad, my quad's not feeling good. Okay, great. So now you're not going to play. So instead of riding it out for the full year, and saying, yep, great, you'll leave him free agency and we'll get a comp pick from you. We're gonna trade you and get nothing in return. They got nothing in return. And again, and I've said this a hundred times, I'm gonna keep saying it. Next year, the Carolina Panthers are going to get more in a comp pick for Stephon Gilmore than they gave up to get him in a trade. The Carolina Panthers are gonna have traded up to get Stefan Gilmore.
1: <laughs> and, like it's just in this like, offseason, that's... they've cut ties with like everybody on the team, Carolina. So essentially right. They got a half a year of Stephon Gilmore, and picks for nothing. Like that, right. you know they got they got a half year of Stephon Gilmore and a, a I'd say probably a fourth round pick is the the money that he's going to get that that will right. come back to them. And with all the salary that they've cut, that's almost locked in place to where whatever he signs for, they're going to get a comp pick for. So yeah, because they're not they're Gilmore. not signing anyone. Right, you got Gilmore for maybe they trade for Deshaun Watson, whatever. Got Gilmore for a half a year. You got a fourth round pick for a sixth round pick there isn't a team in the, the world that will that wouldn't take that right so it's just just to to follow a team and see how they've especially the cornerback position kind of mismanaged it in free agency it's you know we had a couple comments here where people just say it's frustrating it's i i can only imagine how it feels so um and, and now by the way now that jc jackson isn't on the patriots anymore it's no more mr int uh, he sucked his entire time here. He was never good. Um, Going to be a lot of that stuff,
0: uh, man. And it and it's it's frustrating because that's the type of stuff for me where it's like it's it's just not. It's indefensible, right? It's indefensible, right? And so, so we got guys like you know he's saying, oh, he's not a high head off field issues. Yeah, we already talked about that, Patrick. Thank you. But, you know, he's not and a number you're one corner. if you it,
1: it's public information. We're not going to talk about it here. It's none of right. our business. But public information, right. a Google search will tell you everything you need but to
0: know. But he's a number one corner, so people don't throw at him. Oh, except Xavier Howard is considered one of the best corners in the NFL. He led the NFL in interceptions in 2020. I oh, forgot about that. No, it doesn't include Xavier Howard, though. I'm sorry. that my Tradavius White was second in the NFL in interceptions in 2019. He's not good. Tradavius White stinks. He's bad. Not good. So that's a good point. Stephon Gilmore. Was was tied with him with interceptions. He's not good either. So guys, don't pay any attention to those guys. Those guys aren't good. Oh, Xavier Howard again was in the list. Twenty eighteen. Shoot, no, no, no. Davian Howard's not good. Not he's not. Oh, Darius Slay. No, he's bad too. He's bad too. He led the NFL in twenty seventeen. He's another bad player. AJ Boye was a really good player back then. Jordan Poyer, terrible player. A lot of interceptions. Bad player. Don't, you know. So it's like, don't don't give me this crap about, oh, well, you know, these guys aren't good because, like, they're not, blah, 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 Stop it. Stop it. Yes, people say, well, Trayvon Diggs isn't good because he got a lot of interceptions. Well, ah, I just don't know about that. I don't know about that. And again, yeah, yeah. We, you know, and, and this is my biggest thing, right? And regardless, like, I, I think, to me, the biggest issue I have is this. It's not you're not keeping JC Jackson because then we can go down the road with Malcolm Butler and Asante. So we can go down that road, Okay. My issue is that you had – 2020, you started off the season with reigning Defensive Player of the Year, Stephon Gilmore, and J.C. Jackson, who currently leads the NFL in interceptions since 2019. You're starting 2022. <laughs> You're starting 2022 with Jalen Mills as your number one corner. Jalen Mills is your number one corner. That That's the only thing that we need to discuss. Now, maybe Sean Wade – all of a sudden, plays really well this year, and it's like, oh my god, the Patriots found another guy. Like maybe that happens, but like Sean Wade, uh, Sean Wade, Jalen Mills is your number one quarterback right now, and and we think and, that that's okay.
1: And like we know they're going to make moves. They're going to add a cornerback. Sean Wade, Jalen Mills, and Joan Williams aren't going to be there. There are three right. outside quarterbacks. in this season. We know that, right? But there was a ready-made. Decision to be made on, on JC Jackson. You chose not to. And when when you go back, to, like if we're going to talk Patriots cornerbacks and not paying them, let's talk all of them, right? So you had Malcolm Butler, who was a really good player in New England, didn't work out when he left, right? Uh, Asante Samuel, same situation. We had somebody bring both of them up. You have a player who you know works in your system, who's played phenomenally. Both of them were Pro Bowlers in the Patriot system, didn't get paid, didn't work elsewhere. If you just signed them and kept them in your system where you know they played well, maybe they continue to play well. Like I don't think that it was just a flip of a switch and they sucked all of a sudden. It was because they weren't playing in a system that works. And right. you could go the other way and say you know, just bring somebody else in and work in that system. Tell me about 2008 through 2013 when they had the worst secondary in the NFL because they couldn't find a good cornerback. That's just that's just the fact that what happened like what the truth is is when the patriots have good cornerbacks in their system they become great cornerbacks when they have great cornerbacks they become elite top of the line defensive player of the years candidates that's what the patriot system is but when they have bad cornerbacks you don't just turn into a good cornerback it's you're you're not able to take that next step because you're not a good football player that's the truth you can go back and look at every corner they've had under belichick and it lines up it's let's Let's not just act like the Patriots right. always make the right decisions, and that the players are only good because they play for the Patriots, or that all of a sudden they sucked after if you if you take context into this situation into all of these situations, there are decisions to be made, and most of the time they've made bad decisions. I would say Malcolm Butler, that was a good decision. They ended up. They had Stephon Gilmore. JC. Jackson rose to another level that you know they were able to grab him after Malcolm Butler left. They've made right decisions. They've made wrong decisions. This decision, J.C. Jackson leaving, was the wrong decision.
0: Right. And, and and listen, again, to me, it comes back to the situation that you're in. You want to criticize them for Asante Samuel and letting him go all the way and not – that's fine. Asante Samuel's last year here was 07. I feel like they were trying to win a championship in 07. They were kind of – they were like, hey, we have a chance to win another championship, so let's bring him in. Even if that means we lose him next year, fine. It doesn't matter. we got to try to win with this guy. Malcolm Butler's last year was 2017. They were trying to win again. And so, again, it's like, hey, we'll let this guy play all the way out. Now, should they have traded Malcolm Butler before the 2017 season? Probably, since they had just given Stephon Gilmore a massive amount of money. They probably should have traded uh, you know, Malcolm Butler and gotten something back from. him. But they didn't because they said winning a championship is more important than getting assets back for a player that can help us win this championship. So th- that's that's the real issue for me. Okay. And again, we can talk about the defense ultimately is gonna be okay. They're ultimately they're gonna be fine, right? JC Jackson is gonna go to LA and he's probably gonna be pretty good. He's probably not gonna be the best cornerback in the league, but he's probably gonna be pretty good. Probably not as good Which as he was never here in was New England. In the first place. Right, right. Probably not as good as he was here in New England, but he's probably going to be pretty good. But are the Patriots going to really struggle? I don't know. Probably not. They're going to figure it out somehow. But that doesn't mean they didn't screw this up because you could have been sitting here with a first-round pick for J.C. Jackson or a second-round pick for Stephon Gilmore or both. And so that's the situation where you say, hey – we need wide receivers. You're right. You know what would help us get another wide receiver? An extra first-round pick this year. That would have helped quite a bit to get a wide receiver. But we don't have that because we didn't get anything back for either J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore. And again, maybe they'll get a third-round pick back next year. Maybe. Assuming they don't sign anyone this offseason. But I don't know. Maybe Jarvis Landry comes in. Maybe they sign someone. Who knows? Maybe they give pay, pay a decent amount of money to D.J. Shark. I don't know. Right? But the fact is, is that They had an opportunity to get stuff back for these guys and didn't. And that is a mistake. And and listen, if Bill decided that he doesn't want to pay J.C. Jackson $17 million a year, fine. If that's his decision, I got no problem with that because he knows his run better than I do. And if he feels like J.C. Jackson isn't worth that money, I'm okay with that decision. But if he knew that and thought that, why the hell did you let it get to this point? Because you were never going to pay him anyways. He was never going to be getting anything remotely close to, like, less than that. You want to pay him $12 million a year. That wasn't happening. After 2019, that wasn't happening. So it was like, what, what are we doing here? Just trade him. And they refused to do that. So to me, they screwed it up. However you look at it, they they messed it up.
1: Yeah, I just, so. I think we got to everything. Uh, we're not going to do a Q and A today, unfortunately. <laughs> <I> <laughs> don't have the time. But, uh, you know, well, in a actually, the question—no, the
0: question, happy- no, the question was ahead. about when's the last time you know uh, a player was traded for a decent amount. Darius Slay was just traded, wasn't he? Wasn't he just traded for like a, a fairly high draft pick? I believe was he not?
1: Yeah, I don't know what the the compensation was. Uh, yeah. I guess
0: third. Uh, I guess third and a fifth. So still not great, yeah, think- but better than better than nothing. And he had and he had a his contract was running out. So third and the fifth, yeah. Darius Lay, like, who's like fine. Yeah, I mean he played in Detroit. So also, he he in Detroit. I believe
1: I believe he's on the the back half of thirty, or he just turned yeah. thirty. So uh, four years, five years older than JC Jackson. Um, right. I think we got to everything. I mean, we've been doing this for weeks at this point. It was like the, the season ended, and we've been talking about JC Jackson. So uh, right, right. I, in a sense, I'm glad it's over. I, I'm happy for JC Jackson. I think. Kind of the story of his career in New England is a really fun one. He he came in immediately became a team like a locker room favorite. You had guys like Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty. They loved him as a rookie with that eighteen team. Um, so I'm happy for him. You come in as an undrafted free agent with a ton to prove. You did it. You got a ton of money for it. Um, so I'm happy for him. The Chargers got a good player. The AFC West is. Ridiculous! They've got some of the best players in the NFL on like every team. That defense is going to be super fun to watch. Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. The list goes on and on. Um, but I, I think we've touched on everything, right? We we got, we said all we need. I think to say so. Yeah, I
0: think so. I will say you mentioned Slater. Obviously, Slater and D- the other the other newsworthy stuff today is that Slater and D.Mac are both back on one year deals. Uh, oh, Brian sir. Hoyer signed a two year deal. <laughs> Which you know, I mean, at this point, Hoyer. I love the Hoyer signing because at this point, he's essentially a good coach, and and right. so you know that's that's one of the things to me where I look at it and say, do that for Mac because help Mac out, uh, you know, and, and and help him out with another guy in the locker room with him to help out. Um, I like it, you know, I like it, and so and you know, yeah. and so we'll see what what ultimately happens. But McCordy, Slater, those are guys that you have to have in the locker room. Um, you know, that are, that are vocal leaders that are leaders on the field and off the field. So uh, I love having those guys back. We'll see what happens with Hightower and, or Bentley. Um, Those probably won't be day one guys anyways. So we'll kind of see where they go. Multiple Um, days
1: to figure all that stuff out.
0: You would Um, think, you would think.
1: Yeah. So to wrap up day one, it was Brian Hoyer for two years back to new England Slater, McCourty for one year. James Ferentz, the numbers haven't come back. I don't think anybody cares about what the numbers are, but solid backup, a guy that everybody seems to like. Um, yep. So all four of those players are back. J.C. Jackson and Ted Karras signed with uh the Cincinnati Bengals. Three years, $18 million. Love Deserves that for it. I'm, I'm happy yep. for him. Yeah. Uh, he gets to go to a, a good offense and be kind of the missing piece because the interior of that offensive line is the worst – well, and they seen,
0: signed so. – they also signed uh, the kid from uh, from Tampa as well. Um, the right, Kappa, name? Alex Kappa. Kappa, Alex Kappa, yep, yep. So Karras good and Kappa for in the, Burrow, in the middle
1: A good day for Joe Burrow. Um, I think that'll do it on day one. If anything else yep. comes out big, I hope it doesn't. I've got things to do. But uh, <laughs> if anything else comes back big, I'll be back. Maybe Pat will be back. It's up to him.
0: But uh, Yeah, we'll be back at some point. I'll be back. I'm around all night. So yeah, all day, so all night, not all day, but hopefully, all
1: night. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that's tomorrow at some point. We'll yeah. be able to come back and talk about whoever to the Patriots right. and or then, whoever away from the And
0: Patriots. then we'll, we'll be live again. Spag's out this week, but we'll be live again on the Patriot Nation podcast on Wednesday night, probably a little bit later. I got parent teacher conferences on Wednesday. Um, so it'll probably be a little bit later, probably like nine, nine thirty somewhere around there um but we'll be back for that to kind of do a whole day one wrap well, official day one wrap on on Wednesday um and then uh, and then we'll go from there by the way no contact with any agents or and players before the the noon deadline um right. you know that first that first deal came in at 12:02 like the work to get that deal done in in 90 seconds was unbelievably impressive unbelievably impressive so uh you know Really impressed by that.
1: Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> the, I mean, it's just the NFL is so stupid. I hate the sport. I really do. It's the worst. So uh, we'll and end on great. that. The NFL sucks. Yep. JC Jackson, the Chargers. Bill Belichick <laughs> can do be no wrong.